been talking about healthy relationships for the last few weeks and it's great to have you here because today we're going to share some tips how to build healthy, stable relationships. And we love to talk about it because um, relationships really matter. In the Bible it says, the people around us, they will see our love that we have among us and they will say, wow, they must have a living God. That is, our, um, that is our statement in the world for a God who is love. So that is really important to talk about relationships in the church. If you're here and you're a single, listen carefully, even though we're going to have a few um, couples talking about how to fire up the marriage. But you as a single, you can listen carefully for two reasons. The first one is maybe one day you're going to be in the same situation, how to fire up a, a, a marriage. And the other side is many of those tips that we're going to hear in the next minutes are going to matter also for your friendships. It's quite the same. All right, so let's go and dive into it. 22 years ago, my wife and I uh, went to the ICF Herbst camp, the autumn camp. That's how we do it in ICF. I don't know what you do in autumn, but we go to camps, okay? So, <laughs> yeah, so we went there and we were really in love. We were so much in love that we both were really nervous for the camp. Yeah, there were um, butterflies in the stomachs, the birds were twittering, and we're not, we were not together yet. So we went to the camp, both of us really in love, but we were not together yet. So we were really nervous every time we saw each other. I, I felt the heart beating up here in my throat. I couldn't even uh, pronounce my words right. Every time I was sitting close to Sarah, my heart was beating like crazy. I had sweaty hands, and that was really quite an uncomfortable situation. Sarah was even worse. For the whole week through, she was not able to eat. So uh, that's the, the Im image that I have in my mind when I think about those, those times. It's she is sitting in front of a huge Italian pizza and even just a small slice was gone. The rest was still there and she was sharing it. So we were both so nervous because we were in love. And that is an exciting feeling, right? But somehow it was also a bit crazy. The last night of the camp usually is the night where we baptize people and after baptism we just went away on a, on a rock for ourselves and we kissed for the first time. And we were so nervous that I could not even kiss her right. I just uh, hit her somewhere between the throat and the neck just uh, slightly and then it was over. That was our first kiss, not really exciting. We had a lot of potential to grow into <laughs> in terms of kissing. So I start with this story because today we're going to talk about emotions, how we can stay on fire for more than just a few weeks or a few years, how we can stay on fire in a marriage or a friendship for years until we die. So that's a big challenge. And as you can see, the Bible just doesn't talk about only being emotional, falling in love. The Bible, if it comes to love, has a really huge standard. Let's read in 1 Corinthians, that is the, the big chapter about love. It says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, uh, because sometimes when you're in love, you're really self-seeking, because you try to, to, to win her for yourself, okay? <laughs> it is not easily angered, it keeps to record, 
It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. It's definitely not talking about just some butterflies or some birds twittering. It's about paying a price, paying attention, being intentional in building relationship. In the last two, three weeks, we, were, we got familiar with this picture, with this, um, with this pyramid. When we want to come from the twittering birds and the butterflies to a lasting relationship, we have to build a solid fundament. That is the spiritual fundament. You have to be connected to what Jesus thinks about you, about the spiritual truth, because when you are at home with yourself, with the truth God says about you, then you're able to build and build interpersonal actions. And we realized throughout the last weeks that we all bring our backpacks. We had some interpersonal stuff going on that was not really easy. And we bring the backpacks. And when we start to build relationships and show each other, our friends, our environment, we get some challenges as well. And today we're going to talk about the emotional level of relationships. How can you go from butterflies to a fire that's never going to go out? And next week we're going to talk about the physical love. Today... Leo and Susanna are going to talk about the first few tips how you can be on fire in your relationship in the level of emotions. Hey, emotions and feeling, it's a godly thing. It's very, very cool. Because in the beginning, you're falling in love. You feel like the butterflies in your belly. You cannot kiss enough. Mm. So many, oh my gosh. <laughs> but that emotion part remains only for six weeks or at least 18 months. After 18 months, those feelings are game over. Can you imagine? Game over. Over, that's why love, it's not a feeling, love, it's a decision. There is a statistic from Germany that says uh, a marriage remains at least 15 years average. A friendship only seven years, it's at least double than a friendship actually. Yeah, and a study from the National Center of Biotechnology says three main reasons for divorce. The first one is rated with 75% and it's a lack of engagement. The second one, rated with 60%, is um, unfaithfulness. That means uh, having an affair. And then the third one is rated with 57%, and it says it's too many conflicts in a marriage. Lack of commitment or engagement. Can you imagine this is a no-brainer? Because in the beginning, you cannot spend enough time. Yeah. We want to be together forever, 24 hours a day. But all of a sudden, you think, I am married, and she's married. Yeah. She will be faithful, and I will be faithful. And that's really a dangerous trap, because don't take anything for granted, because if you don't do anything, Thing, your marriage will drift very, very, very fast. And we have two pictures that followed us for the 30 years we are married that help us to give us a glimpse how it works. You have, for example, the picture of the two boats. If you imagine two boats on a sea or on a lake and you don't tie together, they drift away anyway. You drift away anyhow, and if you don't bind together, the second thing is like a fire. Your marriage is like a fire. You put so much wood on the fire, it's so big, so much energy, it's so much of heat, 
But if you do nothing, after a while, the fire loses the energy and also yeah. the heat. That's why put on wood on the fire again and again and again and again and again and again. Here are three ways how we put wood on the fire. And the first one is the weekly dates. And it doesn't matter if you are single or if you are married without kids or married with kids. It's very important to have weekly dates with friends or with a partner. Weekly dates means everything what, 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 what is in you, what, what nerves you, for example, you bring it on a table. You speak about all those topics. It has to come on the table. I know... Uh, in the beginning of our marriage, I thought our sex life was not so good, actually. And we had a feedback meeting in the restaurant about our sex. How can we improve? I'm, I remember the first evening when we did that, I felt embarrassed. I thought, oh my gosh, I spoke very, not loud. I thought nobody should hear it. Yeah. But we created a culture. Once a week, we speak about those things. It's in us. We, we are not happy about it. Bring the fish on the table. And it's so helpful if you sit together eye to eye and yeah. you have a beautiful atmosphere, a candle is burning, and, and, and then you speak about the topic that really bothers you and that you want to improve in your marriage. So weekly dates are very important. And then we have also monthly. Monthly, monthly special days. Like for example, you do something you have never done before. You go to a restaurant you have never been, or you're going with your bicycle on a way you have never been, or you walk on a place you have never walked. Do things you have never done before. We are here in the alleged Gletscher. Uh, here's the thing. You came with the train, I came with my Harley Davidson, and the film crew came with <laughs> the car. You will say, that's insane. That doesn't make sense. That's the point. It hasn't to make sense. Do something you have never done before. You have a bucket list and do those things that are on the bucket list. Because you, if you do only ordinary things, you will experience ordinary things. But if you do extraordinary things, you will experience extraordinary things also in your marriage. It keeps the fire burning and the heat is still there. And the third would is the annual marital timeout. If you have kids, a lot of people say, we don't have a babysitter. We, we, we can't afford a babysitter. Hey, that's really wrong. We had uh, our parents-in-law, I said to them, hey, now we need you because uh, we, we want to go out to a hotel for three or four days. But when you get old, then you need us. It's like a win-win situation. <laughs> I was very straight and very honest. And once a year they came, it was good for them. It was good, good for the kids. And it was also very good for us. And it has to be at least three days where you spend together because this is the tie you bind together. Because the kids come and they go. And then you will be so happy if you have established the relationship over the years. So you are not thrifted away and the fire is still burning in your love. And I heard this very often. We cannot afford that. Here yeah. you, you have to raise money Whatever, find you have a to way find to a way to win because when kids are here uh, after 18 years, when the kids are leaving, we, we are a bit drifted. Yeah. Our, our fire is not hot anymore because the kids was always in the center. The kids are a cool thing, they're a blessing, but don't live just only for your kids. You live also for the marriage. And this is what we learned to put on wood and wood and wood yeah. and wood all the time. It keeps the fire burning.
Here are eight tips from eight different people how you can put wood on the fire. It keeps your marriage, your family, or even though your single life burning, burning, and burning, and burning. Yeah, give a hand for Leo Susanna. <laughs> great. So we invite you to be part of our bonfire this afternoon. We have a great time here sitting as four couples, representing four couples. Two wives are missing. We're going to show them by video. I'm not his wife. <laughs> and we're going to share some tips how we keep the fire burning. That's how Leo just said. And we start with Leo. She is here by video statements. It is important for me to be able to laugh a lot. Simon doesn't have the same sense of humor as me. Um, I love irony and well-timed jokes with the punchline at the end. Simon, on the other hand, he's more the foodie-gocky, stinkfissy humor guy um, with the punchline at the beginning. Um, but he set himself the ambitious goal of making me laugh at least once a day and he tried so hard, but instead of getting better, his jokes were getting flatter and worse. And this was making me laugh because of that. I realized that laughing together is so connecting and healing. And sometimes we are so serious and see things bullheaded. But if we can laugh together, it's so connecting. And I'm very thankful that Simon never got tired of trying to making me laugh. And since years, he is keeping that and that he is making me laugh once a day. And it's so cool. So humor, it is important for me. Yeah, thank you, Leah. Check, check, check. I, oh, yeah, here I am. Thank you, Leah. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise your partner in everyday life. That's my, my wood. And uh, maybe I'm not the, the very best specialist about that topic, but I have a little principle, and that goes like this. Rather you surprise your partner with a little thing you really do, then you spin the big ideas which overwhelms you in the first place, and then you do nothing. So for example, if we, uh, if we are together at the gas station, to fill gas into our car. I know that Leah, she really likes that choco kisses, this very special sh kind of choco kisses. She goes crazy about that. I buy, I buy, I buy her a choco kiss then, and she really loves it. And Leah, she also teaches me that when I bring her sometimes some flowers, I really should know which flowers she likes and which not <laughs> after 20 years. But I think she changes her taste every year. Yeah. I don't know. You see, I have a lot of potential. But the point is, the point is that you do, you, 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 uh, you surprise your partner with something little, and then you say with that, you are important to me. I was thinking about you. I love you. That's my wood. Come on, Simon. Come on. Yes. So my wife's favorite flowers are? <laughs> they also change. <laughs> it's the truth. It's, true. it's yeah. the truth. She once sold me red roses. So I kept getting red roses. And after a while she told me, get me something else. And I'm like, all right, I get something else. What was it that you didn't like? 
I don't know. Yeah, I think like lilies or something. It's hard. <laughs> so um, my firewood is uh, serving together in church. And we actually met serving at church. I was serving on the kids team. And Paige was serving on the food and fellowship team. And after she saw me, she developed a real passion for the kids team. <laughs> and she thought, yeah, I, I have to become part of the kids team. I remember the first time a kid was playing in the sandpit and she wasn't used to kid, kids. And she came to me and she said, Nick, this kid is eating sand. What should I do? <laughs> I said, say stop. And so, yeah, so that's how we met and we kept serving together. And now actually we still serve together. We're not on different teams. We're always on the same team. And for us, that's really cool because it forces us to talk about things sometimes that may, we maybe wouldn't. So when it comes to how we deal with things, yeah. my approach is always, uh, let's wait, see how things play out, you know? It will solve itself, and then maybe they will come, and Paige is more like, ah, that's a problem, let's go for it, let's talk to that and that and that person, and it's really great for us, and this way we can grow together, and it stretches us. Come on. Come on. Yes, and my uh, log that I put on the fire is vision. And actually, when we first got married, you can show this picture here. I don't know if you can see it. But we, this is a very old notebook of Nick's. And when we first got married, we made this vision for our Ariadne family. And uh, it may not be theologically perfect. I'm not sure. But you, you shouldn't have shown that. It's perfect. It's, it's amazing. It was what God put on our hearts. And the question was, where, where are we going? What are we doing with this, with this marriage? And what do we want to build? So we have values on there where everything is under obedience to Jesus. But how do we love each other? How do we love others? How do we serve? How do we have open communication? We want to build a safe place together. And that was the vision for our home. And now, when we first came to Switzerland, we were serving in church from seven in the morning to eight at night, and uh, which was a lot, but we were committed to building the church and still are, just in lesser numbers. <laughs> and um, to keep going through that season, you know, we had to come and show up and serve if we were fighting, which we did a lot in the beginning. If we were- Always her fault. Always my fault. And then Nick had to go into like a meeting where he had to be visionary and powerful, and he's like, ah, so angry. And through all of that, I, this vision of, no, we wanna build the church yeah. together, we wanna serve together, kept us going through all that. So vision really was our log to keep the fire burning. So my piece of wood to keep our fire going is thankfulness. And you know, I'm really good at being thankful when Noah changes our son's stinky diaper. I am so good at being thankful for that. Or when he cleans the dishes. And I'm really, really thankful. And I tell him that. And I thought, oh, I'm pretty good at being thankful and telling him. But Noah said, Emily, you know what? I'd really appreciate it if you'd also tell me sometimes you're thankful for how much I study. And you know, Noah studies at home. He's been studying at home for five years now. That's home office for five years. So um, you can imagine it's not so easy for me to be thankful, but it's something I want to get better at. And I want to say, Noah, thank you for studying so hard. Come on. Yes. <laughs> My firewood. Great work. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, my piece or my log 
is um, being proud of my wife. And I probably re still realize it way too little how much it means to her, but I think it means a lot to uh, every woman and her especially. And one, one way how I realized that is when we had our, our kid almost a year ago. Um, we came home and, and everything was a little, maybe some things were a bit challenging, of course. And then I told her, hey, I, I'm just really proud how you're doing all of this. And then she said, hey, that like really meant a lot uh, to me. And, and I didn't even like really realize it because I was just like, yeah, we just have to like work a lot, do a lot. But it meant a lot to her. And for me, it took me like five or 10 seconds. So that's uh, the way I try to uh, encourage or try more to encourage her that way now. So that's my piece. So good, eh? Um, this big log of wood is uh, from my wife, Marian, uh, that she wants to put on the fire, and uh, she's going to talk about it on the screen. See your partner through God's eyes. I was drawn to many aspects of my husband Dan's character initially. He's fun, he's spontaneous, he's always up for an adventure, and I love these things about him initially. Um, at some point after about five years of being married, I was so sick of the adventure. As an Australian living in Switzerland, my life was challenging and I had so much adventure, I just wanted things to be quieter and calm down. And the things I loved about Dan were really frustrating me and I found myself frustrated and disappointed in my marriage. At this point, I had to seek God for his perspective. And I realized in seeking God that I was looking at Dan and my marriage uh, just from a very limited perspective and, and it was very negative focus, my perspective. God was able to help me to see Dan in a different light, to see that, that he's valuable and that he's wonderful and that despite our differences in desires and wishes, that, that we can value and appreciate each other in marriage. And this exchange with God was really essential for me because it's like a shift happened in, in my perspective and it allowed me to really appreciate what, what I have in Dan as a partner. Come on. Love you, babe. Big log one. Yes, my piece of wood I want to keep putting on the, our fire to keep it burning is praying for our marriage. Uh, you know, I wouldn't really call myself a big prayer warrior guy. Uh, just be honest, but, but, but I really realized how powerful it is to pray for our marriage. You know, I used to pray a lot for my wife that God would change her. <laughs> and I realized it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work, you know, like it didn't help. So now I much more pray that God would help me to change me to be a good husband, Amen. to bring out the best in her and to really change. And you know, sometimes uh, she asks me or I ask her to pray for, for, for me, to pray for her. And when we do this, I really realize how it brings us together. It's such a, a closeness, a spiritual closeness, an emotional closeness that we experience when we pray for each other for the, the prayer requests we have, you know? And another thing that I realized, it's like it suddenly unleashes the power of the living God, you know? And, and who doesn't want the power of the living God in your marriage? So I realized, like, I need the power. And thirdly, it really gives me peace. Because sometimes there's, they're unknown in, your, in our marriage. And when I start praying for our marriage, praying for 
um, for, for my wife, praying for prayer requests that we have, it's suddenly a peace that uh, from God fills my heart and helps me in the time of waiting within our marriage. So that's why I want to keep putting that piece of wood onto our fire. Yeah. Great. Wow. So many good tips how to keep the fire burning. And as you can see, all the couples are different. Every single couple needs different aspects. But you can use all of those locks in every marriage and also in friendships. And I want to encourage you to take your lock this afternoon. And before we just take one, we ask God, which one are you going to place into my hands? Maybe when you hear all these statements, you feel a bit overwhelmed. It's almost too much. Together with Leo, Susanna, with all those tips how to have the special days and once in a month and once in a week. It could be too much. It could be overwhelming. It could feel like when you get up in a hotel, in a five-star hotel in the morning, you still have to sleep in your eyes and you, you're just in front of a huge buffet where you can <laughs> serve and help yourself. Um, maybe it feels like this. So that's why we want to pray this afternoon that God will put the log in your hand that you need. This piece of wood that will help you to build your friendships, to build your marriage for the next season. You know, most of the time it's just one step after another. And I believe that God is going to place a log in your hands this afternoon. You know, in the Bible it says in 1 Thessalonians, and I want to read it to you, chapter 5. It says, pray continually. That's what, that's what Dan does. <laughs> and we all do. <laughs> pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Maybe your circumstances are not that easy. Your fire is not really burning at the moment. Your marriage is at a different, uh, difficult stage. I want to encourage you to keep praying, to keep pushing, to keep going, keep believing. Decide to go all the way. And let's be thankful for each other. That's what Jesus enables us to do. So we can say in the end of this message, Jesus Christ in us is the one who enables us to be relationship ready, to be ready to build marriage, to build friendships.